Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, gay. and Ryan's gay, gay, and Adam's gay, gay. and Sean is here. It's Homo, Homo Superior. Special extra issue. We are reviewing and recapping the fourth season of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. And if you couldn't tell, we have our special friend and special guest back, Sean Ellis of Saturday Morning Cartoon. How would they have told? Like, how would they have told? Because I said Sean's name. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I've only <laughs> done that when Sean was here. Uh, that's sure? a good point. But he's our special you. friend from the Make a Wish Foundation. <laughs> Sean's here. Guys, I'm honored to be here. Uh, this is so you exciting. Look great. You're, You're fighting. And I appreciate that. <laughs> I, oh, no. Every day is a battle. <laughs> Didn't and expect I'm you to win. pick up that joke. <laughs> Thought you would just let it die. Uh, hey, hey. No. Oh, well. Whoa. Whoa. Come on. Hey, no, no. You're going to make you, it shine. You can't put that joke on the table and expect it not to get that <laughs> uh, So how have you been? <laughs> <laughs> not well, bitch. Been better. <laughs> no, hey, I'm doing great. Thank so you. talk to us about your much more popular podcast. Oh, oh yeah. It's shot. also homophobic that you're much more popular than I, us. Oh. I, I'm upset about this every time that you bring it up. <laughs> so thank you for reminding me. I am a co-host for the Saturday Morning Cartoons podcast. That's Morning with a U. And we are the weekly Collider podcast that is everything animation from news, reviews, and interviews. So we've had a chance to talk about She-Ra previously. Ryan has been on to talk about the original 80s version of She-Ra. And I've thankfully been able to come on and talk to you guys. And we've also had a chance to interview some of the cast members from She-Ra uh, even Noelle Stevenson as well. Wow. Just to wow. talk about. She seems delightful. She's, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll be honest. Uh, I was recording earlier with my co-host Dave uh, for Saturday Morning Cartoons, and he had mentioned we were talking a little bit about coming on tonight. And I said, "Hey, is there anything that you that I need a refresher on? Anything that we should chat about? Anything you want me to drop?" And uh, I was like, because I'm dying to talk about all the Scorpius. Dying? Okay. Di- oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, we right. left <laughs> that <laughs> joke. <laughs> it's not a joke, Brett. <laughs> I said, I'm dying to talk about Scorpius' journey mm-hmm. in totally. season four. And he had mentioned that when he had his most recent interview with Noel Stevenson, he's like, we were just getting off the phone. And I was like, hey, I love all the work that you've been doing. Thank you so much for all the Scorpius stuff. I guess I'll talk to you later. And she was so nice. She's like, thank you. I really appreciate that. He Aww. wasn't recording any of that at all. I'm oh. like, damn it, Dave. Oh, no. So it's fine. So before we get into all the uh, great stuff and some of the stuff we maybe didn't love as much about season four, uh, Adam's going to give us a quick, quick synopsis of what happened in the fourth season. Yes. So, following the death of Angela, I always just like to say that, it's Glimmer is now the queen of Bright Moon and the ostensible leader of the Prince's Rebellion. Her new leadership role leads to friction with Aurora about how best to win the war, which results in the Horde winning battle after battle across Etheria. Aurora also discovers that Madame Raz and a hologram of Mara, the previous Shira, that Etheria itself is a weapon. The season ends with Etheria being activated and it being moved at a Despondos, a dimension where that Mara used to hide the planet, Horde Prime descending on Etheria, and Shira's sword being broken, which prevents Aurora from transforming into the titular hero. So uh, this is a Homo Superior tradition that Brent started. Let's talk about why this season was the best and then what made it the worst. So, Kaylin, you want to kick it off? Um, yeah, I'll kick or it do off. Or did you want to kick it to Sean? I'll, actually, let's kick it to Sean since he's our guest. Oh, absolutely. Just talk about my favorite thing from this season? What makes it the best? I, I you know, Honestly, I think it's what I mentioned was Scorpio. sort of the Scorpia storyline. I have been watching this with the goal of just wanting to see that character happy. 
And I feel like she has glimmers and moments of it. Glimmer, not pun intended. Uh, but oh. she has these moments. I mean, uh, she has these moments <laughs> where she's like so excited, and then uh, it's so like there's such sadness behind her story. She finally has some agency, yes. I think, in this season. And I, I feel like she, you know, like a lot of the other characters that are in this cartoon have really kind of been coming into their own and the story progression for her has been very rewarding to to hear and to see and and there was a moment where I was like I I really I just want her to be happy end of the story like I just I want her to be happy everybody else has had happiness moments but she more than probably anybody else is the one that I'm rooting for she's such a good crab person (laughs) she's so nice honestly So nice. She Absolutely. does seem like she's really, she among all people is trying specifically just to be happy. Yeah. yeah. And everyone except for Entrapta, uh, uh, in, in I was yeah. about to call her Tangela, <laughs> uh, <laughs> has been nice to her. It's it's interesting to see her on that side, on the Horde <clears throat> side, because she's probably the most positive of the entire cast other than maybe Bo, but like just the most positive character mm-hmm. and to see it on the opposing quote evil side. It's crazy. Absolutely. Um, the thing that I loved about this season so much is like Empire Strikes Back is like one of my favorite movies. It's my favorite of the Star Wars films. And this felt like the Empire Strikes Back of like Shira because like everything got a little more complex. It got darker. Uh, not everything was pat. Not everything was resolved immediately. Um, I loved that there were growing pains for both Glimmer and Catra as they uh, kind of uh, got into their leadership roles, and it wasn't very clear, and it caused a lot of friction, as Adam mentioned in the synopsis, with with Aurora on Glimmer's side and basically everybody on the Horde side with Catra. I mean, Mm -hmm. Catra just, like, alienated the fuck out of everyone. Yeah, I think, and I still felt bad for her. Overall, mm-hmm. my favorite part of the series and what makes us the best is that it's a obviously a kid show with very complex relationships. And so, I think to your point, this is the first season that really truly has felt like that. Each of the characters has gone on a lot of journeys. To your point, um, it's a real nice lead into season five, where not everything is resolved, but you continue to see these characters evolve and grow. Um, and even something as simple as like Mermista, what is it, Aurelios or uh, the the city, her sea city? Oh, the king, her kingdom. Yeah, yeah, being like destroyed. Like, there's just lots of really good content where you got to see the characters. Obviously, still be like more of a happy-go-lucky series, but have some real heart and emotion. And even on the Horde side, the characters that I think to your point, like with Scorpia being really happy, and there was that. There's always like the three bumbling minions running around <laughs> i they, love them they got their own episode where like it's still like you know they think they're doing right like it's it, it's Kyle. not just like this. the worst episode but still, yeah. <laughs> uh well we did get to see uh god what the fuck is her name the what's the robot the entrapta no, no the, the the one that uh, emily scorpio sits on no emily? the uh, light hope light yeah Light Hope, the AI that's inside of the Light Hope, Light Hope, the hologram. Yeah, Light Hope. But that had the Light Hope part of the episode, which I really appreciated because it obviously established her as a very sinister presence. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I just I thought it was great across the board to see the characters grow and evolve. How much fun would it be is if you had a memory that you hated that you could just delete it. Oh, you probably have a bug. Oh, (laughs) what do you what do you want to get? What do you want to get rid of, Brad? Losing losing a spelling bee by not being able to spell refrigerator. Oh, come on! Memory deleted. (laughs) Can Uh, I ask a quick question? We we've said Aurora. We mean Adora, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm in hey, Aurora. Hey, Aurora. <laughs> hey, Aurora Borealis. <laughs> this time of year, localized in your kitchen. 
Okay. I just read what was in the script. I, I, do, I make this mistake all <laughs> the time. You Ron Burgundy the hell. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's perfect. Uh, you Ryan, put together one script <laughs> and this is what happened. <laughs> Jesus. No. Ryan, what's the uh, best for you? Um, I mean, character development like I've never seen. Uh, I go back to Avatar as one of the best like animated shows that happens to be a kid's show. But like this is the best character development I've ever yeah. seen for an animated show. Ups, downs, changes. You feel for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone is too, like a two-sided character. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. Oh, one of the best parts, so jumping on that just as a really good example, was uh, Glimmer's uh, pushback on Adora attempting to rescue and trap her from Beast Island. Yeah. yeah. The fact that, like, and they didn't really call it. It was, like, a relatively subtle thing, but, like, the parallel of, like, Angela telling her daughter not to do that in previous seasons versus like Glimmer doing that where it's like uh, we can't give up the army and oh, like that was nice. it was a really cool where I'm like ooh this is so neat and like re- really understated and wasn't hammered home but like it was such a nice takeaway where it's like oh she really is growing into that role. Right. What it reminded me of and we've all experienced this in professional life is when you are peers with like a bunch of people at work and like you become friends and then either you or somebody you know become goes into a management role and everything kind of shifts. And it's like, how do you deal with that? And so Glimmer has those growing pains. First of like, you're not including me on missions. It's like, well, you're the queen. You're the head of the rebellion. We can't. Then she finally starts asserting her leadership role. And Adora, Adora, I said it right this time, (laughs) um, chafes at it a little bit because she's so used to calling the shots. And so... What I liked about it, it wasn't a one-sided argument. You didn't necessarily say, well, you know, Glimmer's right or Adora's right. They were both right and they were both wrong. Uh, and yeah. that's what made, I think, this season, the complexity made it that much richer. And their fights seemed real where I was like, I see their, po- I see that one's point. Just get along. And it's tough sometimes. And it, it didn't resolve re- at the end of them fighting. No, like it the, felt real. The horde. It just about professional life. I was watching this season while I was taking this like training course about crucial conversations at work and the entire time I'm so watching sorry. the cartoon I'm just like this could have been so easily resolved if people just stated their intention right. and just kind of like yeah. I feel the exact same way about Oedipus if he just came <laughs> oh, into God. town and he's Jesus. like I murdered a guy <laughs> no. oh we heard a prophecy about someone who would kill our king he would have never fucked his mother <laughs> I didn't write the story Ryan I'm I, I, Sorry. What was your favorite moment, Brad? Uh, Okay, so... (laughs) He's like, the moment where Bo... No, what? Uh, Well, that was a funny moment where Double Trouble is doing an impersonation of Bo. He's Mm. like, I can't find armor to cover my shirt, my torso. It's impossible. (laughs) That was your favorite? Yeah, we know. (laughs) No, I thought that was funny. My my actual favorite, why I think this is the best, is because the show is still very concerned about being uh, strategic and tactical. They care about what each military decision means for the characters and why they would pick to do one thing over another. Right. So, like, so Glimmer uh, using uh, Dora as bait in order to go after the Horde and then having the fallout for them personally, I think is very interesting. And the fact that they're actually trying to have characters who don't just run at each other, one of them punches and wins makes it so interesting. That's such an understated 
uh, like fact. You think about all the cartoons that we watched when we were kids, G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles. There was no strategic initiative or idea or planning. It was this, let's jump into the fray and we'll figure mm, out totally. when we're there. Right. And it's great to see what this planning and the repercussions of the planning. P- I work with have, people like that. Actions have uh, consequences right. in yeah. this show. It's awesome. And no, no set of choices doesn't have a trade-off. And this season, I think a little bit more than others, made a point about trying to express, well, if you do one thing, it's going to mean something for right. you. Yeah. And characters still make hard choices in light of that. So right? we've been the- lavishing praise on this season, which well deserved, but name something that you didn't like or what you think is the worst. The, the planet oh. was a Death Star. <laughs> oh, you're right. I said Why? Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also still don't... Fo- so the reasoning for the first people... They, first ones they just wanted to create <laughs> close whatever it was they in just, the script they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. aurora and the first people. first people they just and coming to the stage it's aurora and the first people i still didn't fully comprehend why i know light hope was just kind of following orders but like what did they what was the end goal on the side of they the, have been using the planet to harvest its magical energy right as, as a weapon do. for whatever they need it for they're using it to convert they're get energy from it to power everything they've got. Right. And uh, Mara, <laughs> dumb name. Did you watch this? <laughs> Did you watch this? Yeah, I guess I've just still lost on like why it was still being activated. Well, it was being activated, but Mara transported it to an alternate dimension so that the first ones didn't have access to it anymore. And right. This, and this, it got activated because Glimmer found out, oh, well, you right, have a weapon to, to attack, uh, attack the Horde. Okay, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, there wasn't like an end, it literally just would have exploded, killing everybody, and we all would have been sad. There wasn't like this next step because the first ones are no longer there. Like there was no I, I like after I, there was no next step. Light Hope was just yeah. like we're supposed to be executing yeah, this because we were supposed to be executing this years ago. Yeah. I have a yeah, weird I think theory that might be wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead, Brent. No, I was just gonna say I think it 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 would have shattered, or that uh, it would have become used as a weapon through Adora. Right. Well, because right. now obviously Horde Prime wants it because that Catra sold it in. So I see all the connection. I like. I didn't really. I just wasn't fully. I guess I just like wasn't fully connecting with like that she was just executing prime directive, which means we wanted to fire it X number of years ago. And so now we're back. So let's fire it again when it wasn't really going to do anything except for like destroy a bunch of shit that nobody needed to destroy. Right. I mean, well, I think some of it was them being able to kind of harness the power of the planet itself. And they weren't able to do that within Mara. She was not able to consume that amount of power. Mm. And so now with Adora, the idea is now we have a second chance to be able to kind of harness all of that energy into an individual, which we failed to do previously. Right. But it's all still based off of like a robot operating off of like, we were supposed, we wanted to do this when it was important, but now it's not important. So we're just doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of one of those vague things where I don't think they filled Haven't in. Haven't you ever owned a gap. Roomba? It's going <laughs> to clean your floor. <laughs> it's like, it's fuck gonna, you. It's going to clean your floor or explode. Kill you. Yeah, yeah. Blow up the world. It'll run over or both. Face. Or both. My theory is this, and it, it's not founded in anything. It could be completely wrong. It probably is, is Horde Prime could be a first one. Ooh. Yeah, that actually yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's an interesting theory. I did like that there might be the possibility that, you know, giant empires, no matter where they are, inherently have some corrupt intent to them. So the nuance this season of mm. having the first order being perhaps more nefarious intent 
is nice, but first order, first ones. No, I believe that I said the first order. Well, it's written in the Empire Strikes Back. Bring it back to Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah. Uh, it does. It it seems a little bit weird that he might be a, a first one. Uh, again, no, no actual um, proof, proof or what, whatever. But it's just a theory of why Mara was trying to hide it in the first place hmm. and to keep it from somebody who was a nefarious first one. So uh, I'll just say one quick thing about why this season was quote unquote the worst. One thing I didn't like about it was actually the lack of development of Bo. I think Bo yeah. was completely sidelined uh, as, as he was just the guy. We've got to be friends. We've got to like all work together. And it was like, Okay, hey, we his, get it. His character am I the devel- killer? Am I, am I the one who's committing the crimes? That Is was actually me? pretty funny. Is it me? Get out, stop it. What about Frosta? Frosta didn't get shit. So I, I think that this is what's kind of interesting. We're very curious. And I, my wife brought up a great point about this. My wife, Melanie, she Rub mentioned- it in our face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, don't name names. <laughs> uh, she, she might get, you might get doxxed. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to dox me, Brent? Yeah. Okay, well, now I know 12, where you're 14, <laughs> August Lane. <laughs> uh, she mentioned the idea that this cartoon is named She-Ra, but it does a very good job of sharing energy and focus with all of the different characters that are around. And I think this season in particular has done a lot to be able to add a lot of different characters that we may not have gotten a ton of exposure to. So we've had a lot of Bo. You know, this season isn't just about She-Ra. This season was really more about Glimmer and Catra totally. and sort of their journeys that they have. I agree. You had a lot of Scorpia. You have then all these like moments that we haven't really seen from other characters like Natasa and Spinarella, those really adorable, cute moments where they're taking out robots and, and they're, they're playing counting. like the numbers yeah, game doing with the each other. Loss, uh, yeah, yeah, beautiful lesbian. And so they're they're having this <laughs> really fun moment, Gimli. and like that's super exciting to see. You know, we've had a chance, and we've had an opportunity to see a lot of Bo and some of these other characters in previous seasons. I think they're now kind of shuffling this around, especially because now they're adding more characters. You know, we have now we have Glimmer's dad who's making a comeback. King we have Micah, Double yeah. Trouble who is now and I love the phenomenal Double, double. Love, phenomenal character, unbelievable. I agree with all of that. I just think because of the focus of like the friendship team or whatever they're called, um, Friend, best friend squad, three, best friend squad. Seven. Thank you. Uh, like having so much focus on uh, Adora and on Glimmer and not enough on Bo, it just sort of felt like he was very one note this this season. It yeah. is a very minor complaint I have because the season to me was almost completely flawless. I, I I agree with you. There was my like my, my nitpicky thing is I don't understand why Light Hope became so shitty. Was it just the the interaction with Mara that soured that turned into computer AI from first one's tech so bitter about everything that was going on? I think she on? was already shitty. And it was Mara that kind of warmed up, warmed her like oh, by yeah. doing regular nice things just for her. Sure. Uh, and then she had some reboot once Adora showed up, and her reboot was like a corrupted version of herself. But okay. Uh, no, uh, I mean that, or I mean, the original version of herself, because it seems like Mara transformed over, or sorry, Light Hope transformed over time, and like you could tell, obviously, at the end when she was like having conflicting thoughts of what I think she was originally programmed to do versus what Mara had taught her or what she evolved to because of her relationships with uh, the Shiras. Going to be a great drag costume for you. Just Light Hope. Light Hope, yeah. Light Hope is oh. great. I mean, it's basically just Grace Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be Swift Wind. <laughs> you are Swift. Swift Wind. No, he had a good Swift Wind. He had a standout season as well. Yeah, he, he, he did. entering the tent, and then 
uh, he's he rips up some of the sheets, and then as he's leaving, he's he tries to leave, and then rips up more of the sheets <laughs> to go. What was it during the uh, the mystery episode too? Wasn't he's like maybe I did it, and they're like you weren't here, <laughs> you weren't here. <laughs> I like him a lot. Yeah, he's great. Um, he's wonderful. Uh, my only complaint was that damn episode with those three boring <laughs> ass horde people. Oh, I let that it. lizard speak. He was speaking. Rah, I just couldn't rah, understand rah, him. Rah, 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 that's true. Uh, I speak Rahilio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I so uh, I enjoyed. I also thought that Kyle and Rahilio is that his name? Yeah. Rahilio. I thought that they might have been a couple at one point, but they made him very platonic this season. Mm-hmm. Very very apparently platonic. So so was Seahawk and Bo. They made it like yeah, we're best Seahawk, friends. They, they watered s- that down a little. But bit. we got a singing episode, gang. That's yeah, true. We got a yeah. singing episode. That, that was, was pretty phenomenal. good. Hated it. That rock remix, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> awful song. Friendship is about friends, friends are hard, hard for friends. <laughs> <laughs> Getting hard, hard for with friends. your friends, <laughs> working on your friends' hardness. <laughs> um, a children's show, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> with, with that in mind, since we're talking about the queerness, and then obviously they introduced the first nine non-binary character. I thought mm-hmm. Double Trouble was just amazing and ah. such a good ad. Phenomenal. Best the best lines uh, of the season, the most cutting remarks. Uh, I loved every bit about them. Totes. Uh, Jacob Tobias, yes, wonderful. Put him in fucking everything, please. That was great yeah. voice acting. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, I loved the idea of adding mystery and intrigue because in those moments when after they introduced Double Trouble, and you saw what their powers were, then you suddenly were just like, wait. Is this character that I'm watching right now? Is that actually Double Trouble? So I, so kind I, of like an unreliable narrator. I watched uh, the first half of I guess it was episode three when they like re-showed you Double Trouble. I saw the first three episodes really broken up, and in the first the third episode, it's Double Trouble a little bit, and then it's the rest of it is Adora trying to help these little sprite people. Right, and I had completely forgotten about the existence of Double Trouble. And mm, I'm like, totally. all right, let's just pick back up where we left off. It fooled me. And yeah. then yeah. at the very end, there's this pixie manic dream girl. Flutterina, who, I think. Yeah, Flutterina, <laughs> whose eyes like blink <laughs> to the side. Did the real like, mystique the eyes from the first X-Men um, movie. Just yeah. to keep us super inclusive, I do want to call that Jacob Tobia has they pronouns. Yeah. So. I thought I used the J. Did they, you? Maybe. I thought I used the they pronouns. I'll I, have to listen back, but I don't really give a shit. I'm okay. No, 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 no. It's I'm actually just really good because it's, you, look, don't get caring. defensive. I'm not. Straight man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Jacob for putting it, actually, his pronoun on Wikipedia so that yeah. when I Googled it earlier oh, today, cool. I knew yeah. you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Former friend of the show, Sean. You might have. I I literally thought Pop I just heard bigot. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, no, that was uh, an excellent character addition. Cause I also think that especially within trapped on beast Island, that the horde was missing interactions and more and characters. I, too, yeah. Just for their side. Cause obviously I do think that the three P of the random minion soldiers are really not that great. And so I do like Catra does best when she's playing off of people. She played off of, um, gosh, I always forget everybody's name. Uh, moon shadow. Played off of Moonshadow really well, I guess, in like the second season. Uh, then she had a lot. She always had Scorpia, but like the Horde does definitely needs more interesting characters. And I'm excited to see with Horde Prime if there are also random uh, tertiary or secondary characters on his ship as well. I'm sure there will be. With. And also, what a 
creepy and cool visual that Horde Prime mm-hmm. was with the eye that was like kind of moving in its own direction. Yeah. I was like, ooh, this is unsettling for a kid's cartoon. Very Star Wars like, as you would say. I, I would. Like, I the, would you know actually that say. Eye that pops out of the door. <laughs> <and start out. laughs> um, I do like that he's like a very like. Uh, intellectual like sensual villain like he was just like so smooth when he beat the shit out of his brother yeah Yeah. like what are your intentions it's just no one knows are you what are your intentions for tonight is this (laughs) twin cest or are you beating up your brother yeah (laughs) they were talking about the voice actor you've got an opinion about this hordak uh when he would play regular hordak he would listen to classical music and then when he would do hordak prime he would listen to like more aggressive like faster upbeat music like Mm -hmm. uh uh Kylie Minogue or something. All like the that. things she yeah. said by <laughs> aggressive. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Got. Um, okay, so with a couple minutes left, oh, what do you guys kind of? Uh, you talked a little bit about this, Caitlin, but like, what? Do you, where do you see this going? What do you want for next season? I and- want them to put the whore in Hordak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I can't. Hey, a horror. I can't top that, but I will bottom it. Um, I'm curious, but now with Etheria back in the universe outside of the dimension uh what was it called again uh, uh despos De- despacito Des- okay <laughs> uh yeah outside of despacito um what does this mean for uh the ability uh for the the residents of Ethereum to interact with the rest of the universe meaning i know noel stevenson has said no to this but is it a feint of not bringing in he-man I think He-Man has had his time. I mean, he had 83 to 85. He had 90 with the new adventures. Totally. He-Man versus the Snake Men from 2002 to 2004. There's a reboot coming out either next year or in 2021 from Kevin Smith. That's a standalone Netflix. Oh, God. Fucking yeah. stop it. Okay. I'm, you lost me with Kevin Smith. Get yeah. out. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I probably Met, lost a lot of people Easter with that. Egg then? Yeah. I, I just, I think that it'll probably get better ratings in the show. No one heard four words. Clark arrived. What I want to do for season five is that I want it to end after season five because I don't like the show and it bores me to tears and I just want this to be done. I'm, I don't like missing podcasts, but I love missing this podcast. Well, that, that's Clark, not you didn't really miss it because you hit it really hard. Um, so, yeah. Okay. I. You make a compelling point, Sean, of not having He-Man in. Uh, just the mystery of Adora coming from another planet, which yeah. was her original origin from the 80s show. You know, can they avoid it or can they give us a, a, an interesting swerve? Or they introduce someone called She-Man, which would be cool. And <laughs> Jesus it's just like Christ. Completely... What? It, it's a girl character instead of a, like a guy. I think that... even RuPaul doesn't use that anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, girl, you got you, man. I, to, not to fully agree with Clark, but I do think one problem I have with the show in general is that it feels like it can wander forever. No, she and, already. And yeah. I think that it does need to feel start feeling like there's some actual direction this is going because I honestly don't feel like Hordak Prime is a big bad threat that would end yeah. the show. Yeah. Oh, so well, so Noel Stevenson already said that they had I think a 6 or 7 season arc. So they already wrote or they have a plan to finalize the show. And that I actually be... disagree with you. I think that every besides the weird it should have just been one season, 2 and 3. I agree with that. And then I think it could have probably been 5 seasons total. Like I think they broke it up so it was kind of awkward, but I do think that every thing if you put 2 and 3 together, 
every season has had a very expansive like okay now this is happening now this is happening so i actually thought it was really interesting and i like the fact that they waited this entire season to actually have hordak primal arrive um because he was not there like you know it was i think the expectation was that he would just show up out of nowhere and they would automatically jump to that I think they closed this arc really well. So I actually do think that they'll spend the time with Hordak Prime to make him like a finale. Because it is an em- like he is an empire, right? He's you know, taking over planets. It's crazy that they just finished the fourth season and the show just came out a year ago. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's been a lot of content in so the span much. of That's 365 days. So they could end by like Did it really summer. come no, out a year ago? Yeah, it did. No. Yeah, it was in November 2018, y'all. Yeah. Holy what? shit. Yeah. yeah. They've been pumping out episodes. Wow. Pumping them Good. out. Good on her. She's no, like seriously, killing it. which is which is good, great. Which we don't have a lot of the animators. Yeah, yeah. Real, my God. and Dream the animation looks fantastic. good. Um, I I will say the ending is a little anticlimactic because you know they're going to do some Thor Ragnarok like Asgard Krull. is the people. It's Krull. but it's going to be like <laughs> it's Krull. The sword is in you, so yeah. she's just going to pull a sword, or she's the power of it. I mean, it's yeah. very obvious. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't really love that, but give me more Madame Raz for these future seasons. I yes. love that, that a, episode. That, that episode was a great was amazing. Episode. She became like the Doctor Manhattan. Of that was this very totally, cool. Yeah, and it explained how she was the way she was because exactly. she's basically <laughs> going through like these time warps constantly. Is that right? your excuse, Ryan Kroll? Uh huh. <laughs> okay. All right. So Kroll, um, the sword is you. <laughs> with uh, just to close us off, Sean, where can f- uh, folks find you? Uh, you can find us anywhere on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Search for Saturday Morning Cartoons. It's Morning with a U. Uh, you can also subscribe. We're on the Collider Weekly Podcast where we're distributed as well. So you can check it out and find our show there. <laughs> uh, that's great. And for Homo Superior, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now Spotify, uh, as well as interact with us on Twitter and on Instagram, we're usually interacting with Sean on Saturday Morning <laughs> Cartoons, making fun of Ryan Krull. Big shot, Sean. Oh <laughs> with his 10,000 listeners. Hey, and with that. 20, and with that. Bye, Adora. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye.